It must be Sunday. What a beautiful day out. Uh, it's sun came out. That's always make every day good. Oh, yes. Yeah, beautiful good, and sunny. Whether it's snowy or rainy. but Well, it can't. Obviously, the sun can't come out when it's snowing and rainy. But uh, I don't know. I, I've seen some weird things in Minnesota. That's true. That's true. So hopefully everybody made it through another week. And I uh, appreciate you tuning in. And, of course, today's a big day. The Vikings. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'm so glad the game is at 3.30. I know. You can watch the full game today. Like, perfect yes. playoff schedule. You know, when they changed my time slot from four to six, which I was on, you know, for 12 years, mm-hmm. I was kind of, but is anybody going to follow me? Because <laughs> that's quite a difference between yeah. noon and then four. Because usually during the summer months, people on um, drive time with people coming home from the cabin, mm-hmm. you know, and then during the winter months, it's dinner time, you know, type thing. People listen to me as they're preparing dinner or whatever type thing. Yeah. But, you know, I, I really do uh, like it. If I come in the in the light, I go home in the light. And then um, it just seems like I got the rest of the day when I get home. And then I do get to watch the 3.30 games all the way through. Yeah, even you see they, the 3.30 games, and if you rush them, you can, like, see the last quarter at least. Well, yeah, and see, but see, when I, you know, from, yeah, from noon to two, or noon to two, you know, I listen to it on the way home. And usually I'll get the last, you know, 20 minutes or so. so but, they, you know, I, I really, I'm enjoying, you know, having, you know, if and, and what I didn't realize, too, you're going to pick up a whole new set of listeners that never heard my show that would listen mm-hmm. to the, you know, replays or whatever, you know, at noon. So, no, I'm tickled pink. I'm happy where I'm at. And I love to be your nooner every Sunday. So, uh, so how did your week go? Uh, my week has been, um, I don't know, pretty lackadaisical, really. Well, isn't that good? Uh, it's, I've been doing a lot of house chores. I feel like I'm officially trying to reset my house after the holidays. Ah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm ashamed to admit I finally got my tree down. Okay, well, what do you mean shame to admit? Hey, you know what the longest I left my tree up was three days after St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's Of course, mine's bad. artificial. You know? Yeah, I, but, mine's not, see, so the red comes, a fire hazard. All the red comes in handy for Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. And the green comes in handy for St. Patty's Day. Well, so I have to start thinking about a Valentine's Day. And yeah. I have guests coming at the end of January, so I'm like, I have to do like a full... It's like a spring clean in the middle oh, of January. You go, there you go. <laughs> I still have my Christmas stuff up. I don't have you know a lot like I usually do. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I'm I'll muddle through and all because I just put my little fiber optics tree up. I didn't put my big tree up. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, no, like I said, the latest was two days after St. Patrick's Day. My husband looked at me, says, "Okay, now what color is going to be for the next you know like Mother's Day? What you know is the tree going to make it to that? <laughs> you know, is there a special color that will blend in? And it's like, nah. You at know, that point, just start decorating it monthly. There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Either either i do live some christmas up in my obedience school year round because i don't know christmas just has a special feeling yeah and so i i do leave some christmas stuff in the uh up in the school and then i do have i have christmas lights that go all around the inside of the school and every once in a while if i'm kind of feeling blue or whatever type thing or you know the class is kind of getting no we're just kidding um i just go turn the lights on and they'll flash like, the lights Whoa. on the puppies <laughs> no no it just makes it it makes the room look just more fun and calmer magical okay not quite magical, but, <laughs> but we're working on it. But anyway, if I had my wallet, oh gosh, I went to Menards. I'm not a Menards person, okay? My one girlfriend, they should be sending her a Christmas card. She's up there <laughs> two, three times a week, you know, brand half the store home. Okay, and anyway, so I had to go up there and get um, uh, bulbs for your appliances, you know, like over the stove and in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, of course, then you got to, you know, okay, I'm here. I'll look around. Okay. Nah, nah. Well, then 45 hits, minutes later, you find the aisle that the bulbs might be in. 
Uh, no, I found the bulbs right away, but then I did the mistake of going over to the Christmas section. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, you remember if they got 15% if you could fit it in the bag? Okay, all the Christmas stuff is uh, 50% off, and then it's an additional 15% off. Well, I got to their light section, and usually by this time, there's not much lights left. Yeah. Oh, we only see one of the little nuts. Get up. And the guy goes, well, there's only one bag per purchase. And I'm like, huh? Well, if you want, I had uh, actually two and a half bags. And so he says, we've got to run this bag through first, pay for that, and then run the second bag through, pay for that. And I'm like, oh, fine. All <laughs> total, on one, I saved $98, and the other one, I saved $79. Wow. I know it. I got carried away with the and you don't do now that's honest. a deal <laughs> yeah and the, the bigger the, the big thing is is that i'm still contemplating going up and buying more lights because i always i'm just <laughs> i'm a christmas light fanatic and i like the bigger bulbs the old time bulbs yeah, you know yeah, what yeah i mean i don't want ones that blink at me i hate blinky lights i like twinkle lights but i, I don't like, like the twinkling blinking. yeah and so anyway so yes i went a little nuts at menards and i got home and i called my girlfriend and i said well I'm just, I'm a, I became an honorary member of Menards. <laughs> I went a little nuts on Christmas lights. I hate Menards. I have to go there all the time to because it's near my house. And it's ah. just the worst place in the world. I've been there a million times and I still have no idea where anything is. <laughs> well, most stores, they keep changing things around. It drives you nuts. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, so I, I paid my, I paid it. Uh, but it was nice. The guy was nice enough, you know, where he, he allowed me to do that. Instead of saying, well, no, you have to go out, come back, redo it. Well, I'm sure he's more used to the guys who are coming in with like nine bags. They're like, yeah. bring me up. Yeah, no kidding. But yeah, it was so, so I was impressed. I, I Now I got more Christmas lights and, you know, um, I need to have an electrician come out and put more electrical boxes around. <laughs> so you can support all your new lights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so I'm contemplating like redoing the lights in the school now. And so, like I said, I'm going to have to go back up and get some more lights because... My school is 50 feet by 36, you know, 50, 36 deep and 50 wide. No, 36 wide, 50 deep. But anyway, that's a lot of wall to go all the way around. Yeah, you could do a full, like, winter light show. Uh, I want a light show. I just want to turn them on, they're on. When I turn them off, they're off. So hopefully you guys have got some great questions for me and you're putting together your specialty for the games today. What is your go-to specialty? Like if you're having people over for uh, a football game or whatever type thing, what's your go-to specialty? I know your mom is Stephanie Hansen and she's got 50 zillion things that she can do. But I mean, what's your go-to that you everybody likes and that you like doing? Well, I make a lot of random stuff. Tacos are always easy. My mm-hmm. mom's cookbook has a million good appetizers. Um, so I do use that. But uh, I feel like jalapeno poppers. I make bacon-wrapped jalapeno Ooh, uh, poppers in the air fryer. Bacon-wrapped anything. You yeah. know bacon is duct tape for the kitchen, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had bacon fried rice last night. Oh. It's one of my favorite staples. It's so useful. Just two strips can make See, My a favorite is the water chestnuts wrapped in bacon. Oh, yeah. You get the crunch. We had those at a family Christmas recently, and I'm pretty sure it was just me and my dad. We ate the whole pan. Yeah, it'd be me. I love them. Just sit by there and just, oh, yeah, this is only my 55th one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'll be going very regular for the next couple days, but anyway, yeah, no, I'm a, I know in the summer months, I'm a taco salad gal. Oh yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, I, I, anybody comes over for lunch, we all I always do taco salad because everybody says, well, "I don't know what you do with your taco salad," but I cannot duplicate it. And I don't know. There's a, one little thing that I put in there that you know might make the difference. But I do find out that the 
Okay, the uh, uh, dry packaging that you buy to put in with the meat mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the world. Oh, like the Ortega yes. seasoning or whatever? Yes, because I've tried different. I tried Watkins. I tried, you know, I, I must have. I decided I'm going to try these all and just see. Because one time I bought one and, oh, God, yuck, the taco salad sucked. And so I'd be like, aha, uh-huh, is how we see the You got to get meat. the right one. And so the only one that I will buy is the Ortega original. I like Ortega. the Ortegas. I, I've used the Ortega a lot. I make my own too. Uh, oh, lucky you! I'm not that burst. <laughs> I just it uses up, but I have a lot of just like my spice cabinet. It's mm-hmm. overwhelming. Okay, so it's just like a good way to use up a ton of spices. It's oh, like yeah. when I make chili. It's like I get rid of stuff from the spice cabinet. Okay, yeah, no, I'm not that first, but my my spice cabinet, teeny tiny. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm bored with the Ortega. That's like when I oh, yeah, it is because I've tried Watkins, I've tried uh, all the brand ones that you see, you know, type thing. Yeah. I mean, I've tried them all. And one one day I was kind of bored, so I took a hamburger, okay, uh, two pounds of hamburger, and I split it into four, you know, things. And so I tried four different seasonings. You, know, you went full food experiment. Yeah, I love it. yeah, because it's like okay, it's got to be the the what the season, and it is. It, mm-hmm. the, you got to use the Ortega ta- for taco, the dry. You just, yeah, there's just no way around. You have to use the one that has like cornstarch added or a starch added that makes that like little like sauce yeah. at the bottom yeah, that's too. What, that's what Ortega, yeah, mm-hmm. the Ortega does. Yeah, so anyway. Okay, folks, so you got some questions. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641. And now we're going to do a true or false. Okay, you ready? Oh, yeah. A hand... Or female chicken, in case you didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can produce one egg in about 24 hours. True or false? We'll be back. Yes, we're back. Thank you for listening to the KDK9 show every Sunday, three. Uh, three. Never mind. <laughs> Not three. <that. laughs> yeah. Noon to two. And if you, uh, all the shows here on My Talk 1071, we all, all our shows are put on our show page. So you can listen to it, your podcast, anywhere you want, anytime you want. So pass the word. A hen or a female chicken can produce one egg in about 24 hours. True or false? I feel like we talked about this last week and it's, it's like, I know that, uh, younger ones can produce more, but isn't it more like one per like week is average or is that true no that's true it's true <laughs> when they first start laying eggs the average female uh, there there's good layers and bad layers leghorns are noted for like popping out an egg a day okay yeah. okay when they're young they usually start about seven months they start laying eggs okay and then when they get to be about two and a half three they start slowing down and so um now when they, when i had all my girls at one time oh they were all young and that there was um how many were to, uh, did you did uh, 24 of them i was getting Two dozen eggs a day. A day. Wow. A day. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, so um, the print is so small. Okay. So it's true. And and some hands, like I say, uh, will uh, give it a go uh, rest in between, like go every other day. Mm-hmm. There again, it just depends on the breed of chicken you got. But one thing is, is that uh, which is uh, I don't know, God's unreal. Uh, that they a lot of them will start. The new egg right after they get done laying the one egg. Okay. So there's a constant cycle. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like I say, like your leghorns and that, they're very good producers, but usually by, they're dead by about four or five years old because they've been producing so much. It's really hard on them. So, see, I just got my girls for, it wasn't for eggs. It was for, I just want to look at them and, and name them and watch them. I mean, chickens are so cool. An, yeah, if they give creatures. me an egg, I don't care, you know? So that is, it's pretty cool. I love chickens. I think, though, I have one rooster, 
And my my grandson named him. His name's Defender. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, is that ugh, I didn't have a rooster for so long, and I didn't realize how much I really don't want a rooster. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's because a different just, experience. Well, he's just kind of hard on the girls, you know, so it's just like, oh, well. Hey, got a question? Call 651-429. Wrong, wrong. 651-641-1071. Who's up to bat? Well, so first here we have uh, Jason, whose uh, dog is having some issues. She has a new dog that's being introduced to the pack and is having some issues. All right. Hi, Jason. How you doing? Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. So what do you got going on? I got, okay, so we got three dogs. Okay. We, got, we, we had three dogs, and one of them passed away, Pomeranian and Chihuahua, about five months ago. Okay, I'm sorry. We got a new dog, got a new dog from, from the shelter, and uh, um, he's been known to bite. He's bitten me once, bitten another friend, you know, that lives with me once also, but he does, they don't get along with the other two. The other two were raised with, like the one that, that passed away, they were all raised together there, so they get along great. So adding this new dog has been kind of difficult. He's not getting along with them, and they're getting not getting along with him. Uh, okay, now what kind of dogs uh, are the other dogs? The other two, what are they? There's a, I got a Chewini and a uh, Chihuahua Pitbull. Okay, are they uh, male, female? They're both females, both. and the new dog is male, and he's a, we believe he's like a Chewini. Chewini, okay. Okay, and so now, how old is the new dog? They said they said he was five years old, I believe, and he's, he's, I don't think he's that old. I think he's younger than that. He's like a puppy, so he runs around like crazy. And yeah. Okay, and so now, um, did, he, did he come up from down south from a breeder program? What was the deal with that? Uh, we got him from uh, the Minneapolis dog, uh, the dog, with the dog and animal yep. control. Okay, yeah, okay. And so then now, okay, now when you brought the new dog home, how did you do it? Just come in the door with him, or did you introduce him on unfamiliar territory, or what? Uh, we brought him in, and uh, this was a few months ago. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember. I believe we just brought him into the backyard, and this, we're, you know, they got introduced slowly. And my my uh, twelve people, she's with new new animals or whatever. She's always been kind of doesn't like them. She doesn't like anybody new coming in. So I knew that. So we kind of tried to do it slowly, and it's still they'll right now they tolerate each other. But um, like yesterday, she they were trying to play on the same toy and kind of she nipped at him and try, or tried to nip at him but so I mean to tolerate each other she's learned to uh, kind of stay away from him okay so when he goes around because she gets a okay so are all three loose in the house yeah yeah and then uh, yeah they're the two are kind of upstairs downstairs and the new one kind of stays with I stays where so he's a little bit separated Okay. But they're, they are loose. You know, they can go wherever in the house, yeah. Okay, so the, has there been... Now, you said that a new dog bit you? Yeah, he bit, bit me twice, and he bit a friend uh, twice. Okay, and what was going on when he... What was he going on when he bit you? Um, Just like if he doesn't like to be picked up, he'll growl and bite, and uh, some playing with a toy, he might get a little too much and bite. Um, he put a little uh, the boots on his feet when he wants them to go outside or wherever he, He's bitten, you know, when during that, you know, trying to get the boots on him, which doesn't work. So. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now, um, do you have toys all over the house? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, we're going to pick all those toys up and put them in a box and put them in the closet. Okay? Okay. And the reason yeah. is because you're just asking for trouble for somebody to make, uh, you know, an issue over a toy. 
All right, you got to take things that are going to stir the pot away. And if you want, like, if you want your other two dogs that get along, you know, better to, to play with the toy, well, then they can be uh, in a separate room playing with the toy. But the new dog is going to maybe be with you or whatever. Okay. But ter- toys are territory and that can cause flare ups. Okay. When you feed these guys, everybody should be fed separately because food creates uh, stir the pot. Whereas, let's say, yeah. when the new one gets fed in this kennel or in the bathroom or in the laundry room, if the other two are fine for eating around each other, then, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it but don't yeah. put the third party in there where you're going to cause a problem okay okay and now that we, we had, there hasn't been any food aggression they kind of they'll eat in the same room whatever there has been no food aggression and they seem to like respect each other's bowls i think whatever so okay yeah but it's you just don't want you want everything to go smooth okay yeah. and so that's yeah. why i'm a huge stickler for I don't, I don't care if you got two dogs or 15 they all have their feeding stations and away from each other and usually behind okay. closed doors because all it takes is one time for that now as the, now how long have we had the new dog probably about four months four months okay because all it takes is that, like I say, for him to stroll over one time and all heck can break loose. All right. And so I just okay. want to don't, I don't want to dang, I don't want to have to break up a fight or take, go to the vet with a, you know, hurt dog. So I try to think yeah. what normally triggers problems and toys all over the house that tells the dogs that everything's my, all the rooms are mine because I have pieces of my toys in every room. And so this whole house is mine. And so with the little, the new one, the reason why you're getting nailed is because he doesn't, uh, dogs don't do things for us out of love. They do things out of respect and trust that we build, okay? And this one probably just has a little bit more of an attitude, you know, a little bit more sassy, spicy personality. And so when he doesn't like something, he nails you, okay? And so what I would do is I would have a like a, uh, how many pounds is the new one? Oh, he's probably 12 pounds, 13 pounds, something. Okay. Um, I would get what's called a star mark collar, S-T-A-R mark, dog trading collar. You can get it on online. And I'm as on. Okay. And I would start work that because what you got to do is change this attitude to be respectful and not saying, well, I don't want this. So here, I'm going to bite you. You got to start working on a relationship where the dogs get used to looking to you for direction. And this one here coming in, like I say, he's coming in Joe Cool. And so what you want to do is that when you, when you want to put you know anything on him, you have your training collar on. And then if you if you can hear him growl, give the leash a little bump with that training collar. Hey, be nice. You want to be calm and slow. If he gives you an attitude, you don't go bad dog, dog it off. That's the worst thing you can do. You always go opposite the dog. If he's being not nice, hey, you call him on it with a growl and then, ah, no bite. Or, hey, quiet. You deepen your voice, slow it down. And because now when you start getting amped up, that amps the dog up, you know. And so that's why what we got to do is somebody in the room's got to guide it. So that's the whole thing. You have to be that guide. So that dog learns to look to you for direction and then does something. Can you hold on? we got to run to break here. Hold on and we'll, okay. we'll, we'll finish this up when we come back, okay? Okay. Okay. Why was the math book so sad? Why was the math book so sad? We'll be back. You know, some days I don't want to drive to the gym. You got crowded gas stations. You got zipper merges. You got Steve, 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 Steve. It's okay. Just join the Y. Members get Virtual Y free live and on-demand content. 
Feeling better, so it's like the why comes to me. Exactly. They've got virtual group classes like strength, yoga, sculpt, and dance cardio. Oh, yes, I've got some moves. Right now, enrollment is just $25 if you join the Y by March 31st. Plus, no dues till May. Join at ymcanorth.org. Can I just say one more thing about Supermarket? No. Oh, we're out of time. Alrighty then, we're back. Okay, why was the math book sad? Uh, I mean, my first instinct is to say because it's a math book and that's the worst thing ever to be um, because it has a it's on a downward slide. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty I good. I've, I started thinking about geometry. And yeah, stuff. you go. No, this is for all your math people. OK, why was the math book said? Because it had too many problems. <laughs> me too, math book. Too me too. many problems. Yeah, me and math don't get along. Yeah, <laughs> I still never did. No. I, they, I got what was it, eighth grade or ninth grade? They put me in algebra. Yeah, then they put me back to refresher math. It wasn't yeah, doing well it's at all. not my thing. If I was good at math, why would I be in radio? <laughs> so much more money in it. There you go. Um, what was it yesterday? Okay, yesterday I had three private lessons. I made it up to the school and back six times. Okay, because in between lessons, I come up, get a drink of water, go back up. Okay, it's pretty slippery out at our place. Okay, because mm-hmm. it's kind of hilly, so. I made it all the way up. So I had to run to town. I come back, take one step out of my truck. Bam. Down I went. Ow. Are you okay? Well, thank you for ibuprofen. (laughs) I'm not a drug taker. I don't. But anyway. So, and then I've been icing it. And so it's not really my back. It's kind of like not really my hip. It's it's in between there. And so it's the weirdest thing. But I made it all day going up and back. And I step out of my truck, and then and I didn't put it straight down. I must have just had it away a little bit, and then the foot went out, and I went back, and my back hit my um, uh, what do you call it? The, the running boards on my truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I was like, oh, last night I thought I was. Gonna, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to walk and do the show. I don't. I think somebody's going to have to carry me in. You need some icy hot. Sometimes but, those falls they make the muscles tense up, so you have like muscle tension and a bruise. Well, I sat on because um, Will, my husband, had his knee replaced. You know. Um, uh, what now, three weeks ago? And so mm-hmm. we, we've got <laughs> everything that could be, uh, you know what I mean? The, the, the pads, to put, you know. To put, yeah, like, <laughs> everything so, under yeah, the sun. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I did that yes last night. I did that this morning. And yeah, and then I took Arcana um, uh, uh, this morning too because that helps with bruising, bruising and stuff. Mm-hmm. And by Jimmy Christmas, yeah, I feel a lot better. Now when I've been sitting for a while, now when I get up, it's going to take me a little time to get out of the booth. <laughs> <laughs> get down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. But once I get going, it's not bad, bad, but nothing like last night. But it just reminded, please, guys, chicken grit number two. Chicken grit number two. You can get that at, because um, where I my truck was, I had chicken gr- grit printing her every place. But for some reason, where I parked, guess what? Chicken grit was not there. But anyway, yeah, and so um, in, uh, in the hardware stores, they call it traction grit. It's the exact same thing. But... It's like nine bucks for a 50 pound bag of chicken grit, number two. And for 25 pounds of traction, it's about 10 bucks. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, yeah. So you're better off and cheaper to buy the 50 pound chicken grit than, and, and, and that's that feed meal. It's meals probably more useful than salt. Oh, it's, what it is is tiny little uh, granite chips, is what oh, it yeah. is. So it sticks in there and it sticks. You know, to you, okay? So, you know what I mean? Do, yeah, you, yeah. So just, but anyway. So like I say, so I, I was quickly reminded of, yeah, stay safe out there, folks. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's go on back. Where are we at there? Here with Jason. Jason. Okay, Jason, are you there? Yep, yep, I'm here. Okay, now when you go, you take these guys for walks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now would you take them all at the same time or one at a time, or what do you do? We we take them all at the same time, and uh, we're uh, um, 
there's three of us, so there each you know, each person has a dog. Okay, and then now, do you let them scan in front of you, or do they walk politely with you? Oh no, they walk in front of us, and they they, they take us on the walk. Okay, so yeah, the dogs are taken right. for you for a walk. I would strongly recommend getting a star mark collar for every one of your dogs, and start okay. working on manners so they see you as a better leader. So they're going to be less destructive or in uh, shenanigans in the pack because you they think of you as a more strong leader. Because when you go for a walk at where the dog is standing in front of you, like they're taking you for a walk, that puts in leadership role, and you're a peon. And now they get become reactive of anything they see out in front because they feel that now they have to protect you because peons need protected. And then plus they're kind of worried because they're out there all by themselves and they can't trust you. So they become a little bit more reactive and such. And so by I would want you to build a better team with all three dogs. And when they're more respectful to you, like walking on a leash politely, then you're going to have less scruffles in, in the pack because scruffles in the pack comes from not good leadership where the dogs feel like you don't have it. And so they've got to take care of it and so that's why it's not me master you dog by no means but like that star mark collar that i told you about it just slides over the head it's plastic and it has like little blunt pyramids on the inside so when you flick your wrist it pokes the dog the bigger the flick okay. the bigger the poke and the collar the leash the hook of the leash when you're going for a walk should always rest on the back of the dog or alongside and then their shoulder should be by your left leg. That means you are a team, okay? But if that shoulder gets ahead of you, now they're the leader and you're the peon. And so I would work on that to have a, a healthier pack structure with you. Now, let's say you hear somebody gr grumbling. Call them on it. Don't come down like the wrath of uh, whatever. You know, don't go, bad dog, shame on you, don't do that. Because that makes everybody upset. You're you're stirring the pot. What The dog okay. that you hear growl, give him a, ah, 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 you be nice. Ah, be nice. Come here, come here. Thank you. Be nice. Okay, be calm. Be what you want the dog to be. But if you start screaming and yelling at the dogs, they're already stressed out, and you're stirring the pot with even more stress. And so then all of a sudden something can happen. All right? But call. If you hear any grumblings, then it's, ah, 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 be nice. Yes, you are. You could be nice. Yes, you can. Try to remember to diffuse. All right, call them on it, but then okay. diffuse and then redirect. Get them onto something else. Where's let's go find a, a toy. Um, and so, like I said, if you pick up all the toys, and every dog has their favorite, you know, type thing, but rotate that too, so that the less, if they have t toys they like, but are, are not obsessed over, that they'll be okay, and there'd be less chances of, of problems going wrong. But if they have a, okay. a toy that they're totally obsessed about, that's when something can go wrong, or somebody comes too close and wants to take it. Okay, yes. so you got to make sure that you look at the dynamics there and have that everybody le learn to get along and be calm and steady. But start by having the walks be better. Now, at any time during your walk, you could all three stop. You go one way, the other one, and they can go sniff, pee, be dogs, and stuff like that. And then when you're ready to proceed on your walk, you call them back in, and now they're walking politely with you. Okay? So that would okay, be the first there, thing that I would start. Is there any chance that the, the two dogs that get along, they could be grieving? Missing the other dog that's passed away? Is, no, is, uh, yeah, they do. Dogs do grieve. Everything grieves, I believe, you know, even an iguana. Okay. And so the thing is, though, is that no, what it is is that you brought a dog in, and to be honest with you, you did it wrong. They should have been um, introduced on unfamiliar territory. You introduced them. Okay. 
on your territory. And so right away they had an attitude toward the new dog. Okay, mm-hmm. but what if it's on an un, you know on, on an unfamiliar territory? The existing dogs don't have territory to stand up for. And then usually I tell people go for a walk in the same direction so they can kind of look at each other. And then when they kind of, you can see them more relaxed and let them touch noses and then continue walking again or you slowly introduce them. And then all of a sudden you come back from your walk and everybody goes into the same house. Oh, he followed me yeah. in, you know, and so that you have a better chance. But if, if animosity is built from the very get go, it's hard to shake that off. So that's why you yeah. got to be a good leader and help them through this. And don't think that the existing dogs have priority over your new dog. That's what a lot of people do, too, is because these two are there first, that they're one yeah. and two, and the new one is three. No, that's not the way it works. You cannot decide on who's one, two, and three. That is decided between the three of them. And you have to honor that, okay? But the yeah. big thing that you want to remember to do is stay calm, steady, you know, address if somebody's growling or grumbling. But the thing is, don't come down like mad dog. And if somebody's having an off day, then somebody goes into a kennel or somebody, you know what I mean? We need some timeouts is what we need. So everybody can yeah. breathe, calm down, and then we come back together and hopefully we can do this. Start teaching the dogs yeah. tricks. Make them, you know, get them thinking about other things instead of just the dynamics between each other. The more you yeah. use their brain for thinking, then they won't be like, I don't like your face today. I don't like the way you do it and your tail is today. <laughs> you know what I mean? When yeah. you give them other things to think about, then what happens, uh, yeah, it, then they, they got, uh, you know, their brain is tired and they want to take a nap instead of trying to make issue with things that are around them. All right? So give yeah. that a shot because you can make it work, but maybe you have to be a good leader so they it's worth following you to keep the pack steady. Okay? All right. Okay, good Thanks. luck. Take, Thank you very much. You betcha. Bye-bye. Yeah, no, that's the tough part. See, and the big thing is, folks, heads up. Okay, first of all, you never get a pup under eight weeks old, okay? Never. And if they tell you it's, uh, uh, you know, eight weeks and it looks like a six weeks, you know what? Probably is six weeks. They're just lying because they want to get rid of the dogs and they don't want to have to feed it or do anything with it. The faster they can get out the door, better. So only get a puppy that's eight weeks or better, all right? And preferably still with litter mates and mom, even though it'll be weaned from his mom. It makes a better social dog all around. They learn to keep a, take a licking and keep on ticking, all right? And then when you do get a new dog and you got an existing dog at home, you always introduce them on unfamiliar territory. So the existing dog doesn't have time to wind up. You let them touch noses and then go for a walk. Or go for a walk and then touch noses and then keep on walking. Anytime that leash gets taunt, it, it says that you are worried and scared. You're not a good leader. If they if they uh, if they lean into the collar, well, give them the collar, but be ready and say, okay, now let them sniff. That's good. Now step back away and say, come on, let's go, and just turn and go the other way. And then a little bit, because what, what you want is that there is no tension on the leash. That is what's going to create a problem. Okay, when you, you're restraining, because what you're thinking that okay, I, I can feel the dog, and so in case there's a problem, I can quick. You know, I have the dogs, you know, I don't know how to explain, you know, taunt, tight. So you feel like you have more control, but you, you don't want to do that. Leash aggression is caused by human error. And so usually leash aggression, the people tighten up because they've been having trouble, the dog alerting and, you know, looking, uh, getting goofy. And so then they tighten the, the leash and that sends through to the dog that, you know, you've got a problem. So if you have a problem with leash aggression, give me a holler. We can do a private lesson. We can work on that. But the whole thing is, is that you have to be calm, steady. And remember, I've always told you, all our emotions have a smell. 
Okay, when you're really mad, kind of mad, sort of mad, really happy, kind of mad, happy, kind of sort of happy. And so they, they, you emit that smell, and the dog learns those smells prior to us even like laughing or yelling. And so that's why, like I say, you got to be the steady force in here and teach yourself how to just shake it off, calm down, and be there for your pup. Okay, okay, ma'am, where are we at? Uh, we got to go to commercial here, so let's hear no. a question. Okay, what we're going to do here. Okay, a giant George is a standard poodle who stands at 43 inches tall. 43 inches tall. Giant George is a standard poodle. Uh, true or false? We'll be back. Alrighty then. Uh, we're back. Okay, the tall or the biggest dog uh, was uh, George. Uh, standard poodle, standing 43 inches tall. True or false? I have a hard time believing that the tallest dog is 43 inches. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that shouldn't have been the question, though. question I, in your mind should have been the breed. Yeah, like a poodle. Okay. That seems... Uh, right. So I the, mean, but poodles so, get pretty big. Yeah, not 43 inches. <laughs> um, a, a pony is 46 inches. <laughs> um, no, the answer is false. Because it wasn't a standard poodle, it was a Great Dane named George that stood 43 inches Really, I guess yep. I just I thought that would have been like taller, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, like you remember they measure people if you how to measure it. You measure it from the foot up the front leg to the shoulder. Oh yeah, that's okay. yeah. It's like horses' shoulder height. Yes, yeah. You don't go to the head. You go just up to the shoulder, and then you got the neck and the head. <laughs> yeah, and their heads are yeah, so it was a beast a giant, unto themselves. So it was a yep. It was. I remember seeing the uh, pictures of, of her with him, and it's just you know the thing. Right away, my heart was sad because the thing is because he was so big, he wasn't going to live long. You no, know, his hips are sad. probably miserable. Oh yeah. So she, he wasn't fat, and that's another thing, folks. Please don't feed your di- dogs to blow them up. And then it's not funny. Don't call them pork chop or sausage or whatever. That's what it is, because that's the thing is is that when it's, their time comes. You know, uh, you could have had maybe a couple more years if they would have been lean. Lean is in, and that should be for your New Year's thing here. We're gonna now with the price of food. I don't know if you guys look to the price of food. The thing is, is not to go for the cheaper brand because it's cheaper. You get what you pay for. So the thing is, is Lutasource products. You know, top of the line, awesome stuff. And then, uh, but the thing is, is that if you overfeed, you're gonna go through the food faster. You got a fatter dog. Then all of a sudden, let's say you got a fat cat too. Now you got diabetes. You got joint problems. So it pays cut back on the food. And the bigger thing that I find is people feed rations they fed to them as a puppy, number one. And then they throw all these treats on in during the day. And all of a sudden, and then plus they don't take back anything from their rations when you feed them at breakfast or dinner. you got to find, if you need help with that to get trim your cat or your dog down, just give me a call up at Katie's Canine. I do phone consoles for 45 bucks, and I will help you to get to your trim, your vet or your vet your pet, you know, <laughs> trim down because it's so important. Okay. Oh, yeah, we did the song. The song. Okay, where else at? Okay, who's up? Well, so next we have uh, Debbie, who also has a new puppy, but hers is severely anxious. Severely anxious. Hey, Debbie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper did you get? Well, she is a Shichubashan. Okay, how old? She will be a year in February. And how long have you had her? We got her in July. Okay. So what's going and on? And when we got her, when we got her, I thought she was just a puppy. But then when we looked at her birthday and saw that it was February 1st, we're like, oh my God, we got a dog that's five, over five months old. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay. And, and she, she came from a place in um, Minnesota to the West. Mm-hmm. And I think she was just, I don't know if she was like brought back. Okay. <laughs> I have a feeling she was like brought back. Okay. But she has like separation anxiety. She doesn't like people. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got her potty trained for the most part. We got her, we had her pad trained at first. Okay. And then she was trained and then um, we would like put a pad out like if we left, you know, if she needed to go potty because, yep. you know, she was young. Yep. But then she started to um, destroy them. She chewed them. She shredded them. <laughs> okay. She shreds everything. She shreds everything now. We can't even keep a toy without her um, okay. shredding it. Okay. Okay. Let's start from the beginning here. First of all, when you first got her, was she kind of on the shy side? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So now, first of all, uh, well, God, there's so much for you to know. Okay. First of all, write this down. You're going to get this book. Rescue Your Dog from Fear. Rescue Your Dog from Fear by Swagger, S-W-A-G-E-R. It's about 14, 15 bucks, I think. But anyway, that's going to be your Bible because this is going to be a steady uh, moving forward because she's stuck. You haven't tried to help her move forward or most people don't understand how to move a dog that is shy, timid, and kind of you know anxious about the world. And all it is mm-hmm. is input, 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 training, training, whether it's uh, trick training, brain teasers, uh, obedience training, all that creates confidence and then they become less riddled with anxiety. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so yep. that, that's what you have to, you have to do. And you have to stick to it. Like when you go for a walk, you're, she's walking with you, not standing in front of you. You're creating a team. A team is what you have to build here. All right. And, and, yep. and um, if she's bad, it's just a quick, ah, wrong. That's it. No more than that. You're never going to give her like, bad dog, don't you ever do that again. That's the worst thing you can do with a dog that lacks confidence. All right? Yeah. Okay. And so the whole thing is, is that by getting the right training collar to get her to start listening to you. And I don't use treats. You are now the treat. Your verbal praise and physical praise. When you, let's say you ask her to sit. Then you give her like a one or two finger scooch in the, you know, you got underneath the chin, you got the throat. And then you go down a little bit farther. There's a V in the chest. You have a one or two finger scooch right there and just call me and go, thank you. Or very nice. Be calm and steady. Okay. And if she gets mm-hmm. up from the sit, ah, 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 put, put, sit, put her back in the sit, give her a little scooch. Thank you. She has to maintain that word sit. She can't just sit, get up and go away. Okay. If she gets up, there's a consequence. Ah, wrong. Sit. Thank you. There you go. There you go. You want to be calm and steady is the first thing. Now, first of all, you've got to protect her face and space. You do not ever allow people to go into her space. What we're going to work, what you're going to work on, is getting her to be interested in going into people's faces and spaces. And I always say this in the show. Have you ever, you know, we all know somebody that hates dogs and cats. They come over to our yep. house, and the dogs and the cats won't leave them alone. And they look at me and get your dog away from me. And it says, why are they obsessed about that person that doesn't like them? Because the do- that person is not going after them. So they're allowed to come up slowly, sniff them, and kind of get to know them. And because they're not being going on the defense with the hand coming out to them or the face getting into their face, then they get relaxed. And pretty soon they're sitting on the lap or sitting next to them because they feel safe because they're not warded off the affection that they don't want right now because they don't know that person. Does that make sense? Well, it, it does. And I mean, I mean, my kids have been over here for like Christmas and here and there and here and there. Mm-hmm. And, and she still won't, she won't even get close to any of them. So come up and sniff them. And then if they even just move. Yep. She's gone. They'll run. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yep, is not how often they make, uh, they know or see a person. What it is is how the situation went when that person was there. All right? That's okay. and, and every time it's going to be new where they, they just learn to ignore the dog, walk past, sit down, and you don't even, you know, you don't even own the dog. Okay, and, and they, mm-hmm. but everybody has a hard time with that. They right away want to touch the dog, and so the, yeah. as soon as they, the arm extends out to go touch them, the dog is going to take off, and it's like, all right, never mind. I don't want to know you anymore either. <laughs> yeah, and so that's why. And this is this is the toughest thing. And everybody knows my story with Ethel. It took me two years with Ethel. You know, she's that three point two pound um, toy poodle. You know, she was uh, scared of the world because she was a hoarder in the kennel all the time. She didn't know steps. She didn't know life. She didn't know nothing. And so the thing, she just wanted to run and hide. She wasn't a snarky unless she got cornered. But you didn't, you really didn't corner her because she was so little she could hide. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. anyway, and so it took two years to get her to be a dog. You know, where she interacted with people, interacted with, you know, the other dogs. She even started fetching. You know, and I, when I got her, we figured she was about eight, nine, or eight, seven, eight years old when I got her. Okay, and so, like I said, it took time to bring her out of the shell, and that's what that book, Rescue Your Dog from Fear, is going to help you with that, because you have to learn it's done in baby steps, and you don't force the issue. It has to be the dog's issue, but you're going to help keep her move forward. Uh, One thing, I don't know if you listen to the show often, the, the what is this game, put her on a leash. Put the leash in onto your left hand and go with your point your finger of your right hand. Go and touch something from at eye level or below and go, what is this? What is this? What is this? Okay, don't stare at her. Look at the object. Okay. And so the thing is what you're after here is that she will come up where your finger is, sniff it, and then you give her a scooch. Oh, that was very brave. That was very brave. Okay, we got to continue this after break. Can you hold on? Yep. All righty then. That'd be good. Okay. Let's see. A special pizza offered to diners at a London restaurant sells for about $178. True or false? 